Where you put your money is where your priorities are. Mm. That's really, really important. Mm -hmm. Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. Here you'll find helpful information shaped by a biblical worldview on all things marriage-related, sex, money, parenting, and so much more. We are Michael and Elizabeth, and welcome to our show. Welcome to the show. I feel like I say that more emphatically every time. I go, welcome to the show. No, I say, I go, coming back to, <laughs> and all things marriage related, sex, money, parenting, and all of them, so much more. You so, just have one thing on your mind. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, the, it's like right after the pause, and there you go. There you go. Well, we are going to get very open and real. And if you don't follow us on social media, then you wouldn't know that this is our second time recording this episode <laughs> because there's just some recording error within our recording equipment, our program. And we had an excellent episode and it didn't capture anything. It was devastating. It was also really long. We went about 47 minutes on the recording because it was just, we were jiving. It yeah. was good content. I got done. I was like, man, that was a good episode. Let's go. What the crap just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I had something highlighted and it recorded for about eight seconds and then stopped. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing, but now I know. And we tried to rescue audio from our video camera because we also video record all the episodes and it was completely unusable. Yeah. Like I am very forgiving when it comes to audio. Michael's really picky. That's why he does the editing. But um, I was like, yeah, that's bad. We yeah. can't, we can't use that. The camera mic sits right underneath the air vent. So it was like, <laughs> but anyways, so enough of that. Yeah. So we are going to get very open with y'all and share some recent financial, um, quarrels we have had, if you will. Um, and we just, we wanted to, we're, we're, we have resolved them in such a way that we feel good talking about it. We never talk about things on the podcast that we're still in the midst of working through and making sure that we are good, that we've arrived on the same page. We just feel like the wound is too fresh. It's, it's still open. So we feel comfortable talking about these disagreements that we've had in the past because we feel like it would be very beneficial because, I mean, intimacy and money uh, are some of the biggest reasons why people get divorced. And so our goal is to share with you guys struggles that we have had and kind of how we've worked through them and how we continue to keep ourselves in check with them. And so, but as we prepared for this episode, what I like to do is I just like keep talking about things. I'm an over communicator. If you've been listening to the, episode, to the show for long enough, you've realized that I like to talk. And, um, I have said that I'm an over communicator and I just kind of had word vomit and like one train of thought after another, after another, and realized a really big thing that I have to work through within our marriage. Like he will keep me accountable, but is like the real reason why I am getting defensive about these arguments. And Michael, you know, it revealed some things in him as well, but it was just really interesting preparing for this episode because it actually helped bring more healing and more awareness to our issues in certain areas. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's not just going to be like, Hey, this is an argument we had and what do you guys think? <laughs> but it's, we bring it up, especially to kind of line up 
how we kind of fell into this common trap of just kind of digging your heels in. Yeah. And the biggest thing is how to resolve some of these types of money centric arguments. Yeah. And how to get to the heart of it and how to come out of it. Yes. And before we do all of that, we want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the Marriage Talks Patreon page. There's some really cool tiers and perks and information there and is just a more direct access to us. So we would love for you guys to check it out. There'll be a link in the show notes so that you can do that. Yep. And uh, it's got bonus content and all kinds of cool things. Yes. We also want you guys to rate us and review us. It's how podcasts kind of get floated to the top. And we would love to be at the top of the relationships category, (laughs) genre, category. Uh, We're doing actually really well in Uganda and Albania, according to Chartable.com. That's really awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks to all you guys supporting us in those countries. We'll rise to the top of those pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So you want to get into it? Yeah. Let's let's just dive dive into it. So we're going to share a couple of arguments that we had so that you can understand kind of like how the argument came about and how we worked through it. And the first one started. Well, one thing I want to like tell you guys to think about as you're hearing our story is think about any arguments that you might've had with your spouse that Mm. fits into a similar vein, like the stories we're going to tell. Our things might be this particular item, but you might've just come out of something or might be in the middle of not dealing with something similar. Yeah. So, so like our first, our first story is going to be about sunglasses, but you might've had an argument over a purse, you know, that's what he's saying. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, we don't have anybody in mind. That was just a- <laughs> no, I, no, that sounded really ominous. I don't know anybody who's argued about purses recently. Yeah. So our first story, um, revolves around sunglasses and, um, I, my personal philosophy with kids and running around and things getting thrown in and out of my purse, I'm not going to buy a pair of expensive sunglasses. I never have. There's certain things that I will pay more money for because I know that they will last and it's better to invest good money in. I personally do not see the point in investing a lot of money in sunglasses unless they're prescription sunglasses. <laughs> but so, th- so just so you understand, that's my philosophy. And Michael has had like a pair of, I don't know, $25 sunglasses for like three years that have been great, exactly what he wanted, but then those got broken or lost or something. Yeah. I used to wear Costa Del Mars and I lost them in the ocean and those were like 150 bucks, but I never could justify doing that a second time. It was just too much money. So I have been rocking some $25 Calcuttas <laughs> that are like Wayfarer wannabes. Yeah. And I went, this was fall, late summer last year. Yes. It wasn't too long ago. It was quarantine time. And I went with about a $25 budget in mind. That's kind of what I had been. Well, that's what we had what, decided yeah, on. Yeah, what I had been telling her like, hey, that's what I'm looking to spend. Yeah. That's what I got. A, a pretty good pair last time. So I went through Ace where I had been getting glasses and didn't find anything. And had remembered that my friend had told me about an online company that ended up being a little bit more, but I checked them out. They're still under 40 bucks, but then shipping came up, like tipped them over 40 bucks. So I went ahead and bought them. And when they arrived, I was like, oh, these are so great. And Elizabeth kind of had a feeling like those look a little more, those look a little more premium than I was expecting. Well, they just didn't look like something that you would find at Ace. So I just asked like, oh, where'd you get those? I'm glad you found something Plus that you they liked. Came, they came in the mail too. Yeah. <laughs> so they're yeah. not from Ace. Yeah. So I was just asking you, where did you get them? So I was like, uh, 
I got them online and you started like asking about the price. I was like, well, uh, at first I was like 40 bucks. No, at first. Well, they're 37 bucks. At first you told me around 35, which is not the truth. See, she remembers every single detail. <laughs> that's, that's where we differ too. I'm going to give you a version like my candy coated <laughs> lens or whatever. Uh, yeah. So I don't remember what I said, but I was like, I know she's going to scoff at the real price plus shipping. So kind of round that didn't work. And then I'm like, well, okay, they're 37 bucks. And then I'm like, well, if I'm totally honest, $5 shipping. So it's like 43 bucks. Now, just to let you as a listener know, the price was not revealed for a while to me. You had had the sunglasses for a little bit. And now that is actually not true. That was the night we got them. I got them in the box. They were wrapping was in front of me before that, when that came up. No, because you were trying to hide the price from me. Like you wouldn't tell me. When Michael was telling me the price, it like the story changed and then it changed and then it changed. And like, he's not being honest. And you can tell. I didn't realize this was going to make me look so bad. <laughs> well, you can just, no matter who's bring, who, no matter who is like on that side of the financial argument, like not wanting to share the price, like you can tell when that person is not being honest and they're trying to like say, don't worry about it. Like it still wasn't that much and stuff like that. Like trying to justify the purchase. And I am not like a cheapskate, like never buy yourself anything nice. Uh, you know, if if the money is budgeted to be put into a certain category to make that purchase, that's great. But when we had agreed on a price and then it was more than that price, it was, and then the the price wasn't actually like truthfully told. That's whenever I got really defensive and that's when the argument <laughs> commenced. <laughs> yeah. So it was, a, it got pretty heated. Um, it ended up getting just like, all right, so we need to take a break. I need to go walk the dog. Yeah, you were actually like, we need to stop because I need to I need to get out of this house. Yeah, like, you know, when you feel the next few words are going to come out and they're going to be really painful and they're going to be like weeks to heal from, that's when you need to kind of step back and be like, mm-hmm. okay, now resolution is really important. We talked about that a lot, but if you're about to do something like that, you've got to stop, remove yourself a reasonable amount of time. Don't take three days, but like just walk around the neighborhood, grab the dog, play something like that. Uh, But I felt that kind of stuff coming on. So I walked the dog and came back and I was a lot more ready to have like a normal conversation about it. And I don't remember, did we kind of resolve that night or was that still kind of a lingering? No, I think it was, I think it was like the next night or the next day or something like that. It was, I hate it when arguments go more than one day. It happens and it just has to happen. But I think that was a multi-day one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I was like, come on, it's only like 40 bucks. (laughs) I didn't buy a car. No, which is not like 40, 40 two dollars or whatever like it's not it's not that much money it's just if if the other person isn't being honest about it that that's where I have the issue with and I I know that Michael would be the same way about me if I was trying to hide the price well you know it wasn't that much don't worry about it like he'd be like no I we this is our money together we Mm -hmm. need to make sure that we are tracking the same direction and how we spend our money yeah and that was the big thing that was hanging me up I was like getting so frustrated because like it's only 40 bucks like give me a break this is not not a big deal but it was like there was a huge miscommunication and it was something that 
I was like, I was kind of more afraid of the sticker shock and knowing it was going to be like, oh, she's not going to like that $40 price tag. So let's just not talk about it. And maybe she'll never ask. And then of course it's like <laughs> stupid logic because it's an agreed upon thing. Yeah. Now, also I think it should be said, we do joint checking, yes. one single checking account, one savings, one credit card, and we see everything. So logins and all that stuff is shared. Yes. We don't have separate banking. It's just something we believe in. You do you, but we found that there's full transparency. It's almost impossible to keep a secret financially when you can log in. The other person can log in yeah. anytime. It's just kind of keeps you honest. It's it's an accountability thing. And we believe that the money that we have has been provided by the Lord. So it's our job to be good stewards of that. And a big reason why, uh, you know, the accountability, like having that joint checking account, it's kind of like if I wanted to have separate money somewhere else, why? Like, is the relationship with Michael so bad that I feel like I need to hold back some of what's, quote, mine? But the Well, I think it's important. Like, some people do that. And I, I'm just saying that I wouldn't be too critical of that. I'm just saying that's my that's my thinking of like, I would need to question myself if I start to think, oh, I need to hide some money away or like try to separate something because you know, Genesis two twenty four. when man and wife become one, they're unified. And that's uh, to me, and I know that you believe this too, on all accounts, like that is, that's everything. We, we are a union of one across the board. And so we believe that that follows through with finances too. And I just think it's really good accountability to have that one checking account. You know, if you want to do it like a separate savings account that you guys are, Saving for retirement or college for your kids or like those things are great. And we've actually talked about setting up different accounts for our kids when we can start to put in a little money here and there and kind of help them start a savings type of thing. But I would I would just caution like if I ever felt like I needed to open up another checking account to hide money from you, I would want to pause and and figure out the real reason why I feel that way is all I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. And, and my thing is that I just know myself. And if I had my own like non-accountable bank account, you better believe my switch would be full of games right now. I just, yeah. I would fall into temptation way too easy. I'd get my, my Coca-Cola's all the time. And I just, those little trinkets and stuff that I just, yeah. I need that accountability financially to kind of make those smarter decisions. Yeah. And accountability is not bad and boundaries are not bad. And I think that society gives it a bad rap and it's like, just do what you want, be free. And it's like, no, yeah, <laughs> you can't, try you can't raising just, your kids that way. You can't just follow your heart. Your heart is extremely deceiving. You can't just do what you want and not have boundaries. It, society itself doesn't actually work that way. That's why we have the law, you know? Yeah. So it's having those appropriate financial boundaries is good. Yeah. But it's funny. We started with sunglasses. <laughs> We're getting into some deep yeah. philosophy here. Yeah. So that's, that's the first little argument that we had. And the second argument that we had that actually went on for a lot longer than a couple of days was um, we have been on this uh, repayment plan for um, our minivan. We've been doing it a few years. It's the first car payment that we've ever <laughs> had because um, we got... Um, we just kind of inherited cars um, 
Michael while he was in high school and then after high school for me. And, um, yeah, our, our parents were both generous enough to give us a vehicle that happened to be very reliable on both accounts. Yes. We got that we, over a decade on both. Yeah. That once we got it, we we're like, all right, now it's our turn to pay for gas and insurance. And right. we, we maintained it and things like that. But, um, so Michael has actually been driving my car, uh, that I got when I graduated high school in 2005, but it's a 99 Honda Accord and it does get him from A to B. It's hanging on. It's so it's bad. still hanging on. <laughs> but our repayment plan for our minivan, um, we um, potentially have the opportunity to like pay down the rest of the amount, just like one last chunk of payment. Um, and so as soon as we can do that, then we've, we've agreed that we are going to start maybe like research or like praying about when is the right time to replace Michael's car. Because in truth, it does need to be replaced. Um, but you guys heard it here first. Thankful. I got the recording now, but we're thankful that in the meantime, it does get him from a to B his commute is 10 minutes. Very thankful for that. But yeah, it's fun. It's easy to complain about the lack of air conditioning that works. Cause I have, it does not work. We live in central Florida. It's very hot here a lot of the time. <laughs> and I've had people say, what, you don't have air conditioning in your car in this place? It's like, no, I haven't had it because it's a really old car. Yeah. It's high mileage. I have fixed this problem before. It's all about the compressor. I have fixed the compressor. It worked for about a month and it's seized up now. Well, so what happened with the compressor? We were first married, um, less than two years married and broke. And that's no joke. <laughs> Um, I was working two jobs. Michael was still doing PT school loans and all that stuff. And it totally went out and we found a place that would fix it. But the total was going to be like over $800, sub 900, kind of in that area. Yeah, it's like triple the value of the car. <laughs> it's a, it's a, At that point, it wasn't so bad. It's but. a lot of money when you're newly married and you are legit supporting yourself and, you know, living in a trailer. <laughs> so, so we he the the options were to just get a new compressor and to not fix like the seals something that like there's another step to actually finish the process um which would have been over $1000 which we didn't have or just get a new compressor and see how long it would last and so we went with the cheaper option and so that's why it has not lasted and you know when it gets so old you're like do I really want to put that much money into it. No, I actually put the numbers into Carvana because they like buy your car. <laughs> they said they give me a hundred bucks. Yeah. I was like, that's actually not, not too bad. <laughs> Although it's worth way more to me uh, having no car payment getting from A to B. Yeah. But anyways, back to um, before. It's honestly, if you have the windows down, it's not that bad here. It's, it's funny. I've been doing this so long. Yeah. It almost doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, I, I am getting into some other stuff where I might be doing some documentation in the car between patients on certain days and that now, might be where I'll need some air yeah. conditioning. But like, so the reason why we got into an argument about this is oh, because... Can, can I do this yeah, one? Yeah, I want to share this one. So I'm obviously, I've been driving this car without air conditioning for like seven years in Central Florida. Yes, it's not that bad. As, it's not as bad as you think it might be but it's still not great. So I'm looking at this payoff like, ooh, baby, as soon as this van's paid off, because we promised ourselves we're making one car payment or none. Like we want to either have 
both cars paid off or only been paying off one, but we will never, ever, ever, if we can avoid it, pay two car payments at once. Therefore, when we pay this thing off, that now opens the door for the next car to be paid. And I'm like, all right, boom, uh, March, we're going to have this van paid off. That means I can get my truck slash vehicle soon, real soon. Yes, I'm getting excited. (laughs) And she's like, whoa, 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 there's Sparky. Put the brakes on now. And she's like, that was what, verbatim. <laughs> what time frame? She even turned into like a Minnesota lady. She's like, what time frame are you thinking about here? And I'm like, mm, three months, <laughs> maybe, maybe one, maybe April. Who knows? And she's like, no, no, no. I'm talking like if we have the money, maybe in a year's time, this could happen. And I'm like, you could see Come again? You could, his face like dropped down into his shoes. He it's was like, like, you've got to be kidding me. I got to do another summer with this car. He is extremely disappointed. But when you think about the car payment that we are paying, uh, because we had decided when we got the minivan that we needed to get it under a certain amount that we felt comfortable with. Otherwise, to us, the vehicle was not worth it. We just, we were willing to walk away and we knew that we could stretch ourselves only so much. And so same thing goes with getting a new vehicle. If we're looking at, you know, a certain price point, um, maybe something a little lower then you have a little more flex space, but it was like, I don't feel comfortable. And I know deep down, Michael doesn't feel comfortable going into getting a new vehicle without having a good size down payment. Would it be great to bring in all cash? 1000%. Is that a reality considering the condition that his car is in? Probably not considering our amount that we are able to bring in financially every month. So if you just take the car payment for the van and put it into a savings and then you add that up, realistically, a good size down payment happens in about a year. (laughs) And so... Like yeah. just bringing those numbers. It num- doesn't feel good. <laughs> and, it ne- and it doesn't feel good saying it either. Like it wasn't like I got joy out of crushing his dreams of getting another vehicle. It was just, we, we both have to try our best to be financially responsible. And if one's in dreamland, then the other one does have to be the anchor. And if I'm in dreamland about something, Michael has to be the anchor. And so yeah, Elizabeth's dreamland is home renovations. <laughs> she thinks she's Joanna Gaines. Give it Problem time, is honey. We don't have Joanna and Chip's bank account. Give it time, baby. Give oh it time. yeah, let's do it. Hey, um, marriage talks, patreon.com <laughs> <laughs> support us so we can be, uh, renovating. Just kidding. Um, but the, the, um, the whole point was like, look, here's the hard numbers and here's realistically what we're looking at. If we can expedite that by like cutting in different areas, that is great. And we should look at doing that. But, you know, we also can't make money pop out of thin air. So working with what we have, this is um, what we can put into it. And also we're going to have a baby in June. So we need to save money for that hospital bill. Um, and also we haven't really done any maintenance on the Honda in a long time. That needs some attention too. But yeah, so like just if we think about the big picture and you're just like, oh, well, you know, I can have my new vehicle in X amount of months. It's like, well, okay, that is a great suggestion, but let's actually sit down and look at what is what is possible. And the argument came with, we had two different timelines. He was like researching this, the junk out of vehicles. And I, and I asked him, I said, can you please stop? Because every night you're getting upset that we can't expedite this timeline. And I just think that the research is making you more frustrated subconsciously. And the the market changes so quickly with used vehicles. I mean, it, 
the vehicles now are not going to be the vehicles in eight months. So it's, we had many, many days of arguing about replacing his car and it was not fun. Our resolution for that particular one was that a, I had to kind of basically admit to myself, like, all right, realistically we have goals we're fitting into mm-hmm. the car can't cost 400, $500 a month. So that is just something I can't wiggle out of. Like we either have it or we don't. So I had to kind of like, all right, I am kind of jumping the gun here. I'm so anxious to get rid of this thing that maybe I'm losing a little grip on reality with the car situation. So it did, it kind of sucked to like, oh great, this is going to be my reality for another (laughs) year or something. But all in all, it does work. And it was just like, I don't really want this to be lingering for much longer. So it's like, oh, well, you know, I can't, you know, we can't be arguing about something that's, we both agreed upon. So it kind of gets us into our kind of blueprint for the resolution of money specific problems. Yeah. First thing is you guys have to talk about your budget, you know, kind of talk about how much we're making, how much we want to spend on each different thing. And please write it down because it's hard to remember stuff like that, especially numbers. Also situations change. Mm. One priority might be one time and then it might change very quickly. And you guys have to be on the same page financially. There is a lot of stuff out there that can really help you with this. Um, Internet is great for this stuff. Our particular tool that we use is called youneedabudget.com. Yes, that's good. We found it. I don't even remember. I think it was just through some Google research and I dove in. Yeah, you did the research. And I liked the philosophy on it. And basically, there's also mint.com too, but mint was just more of like, how did you spend rather than more passive? What are you going to do with your money? YNAB, you need a budget is you give every dollar that you get, like say you make $2,000 in a paycheck, you assign that exact money until it's divvied up. So, you know, you have 18 things per month that have to be paid by the time you get your next paycheck. Those Mm -hmm. have to be allotted. Everything else, groceries, gas, all that stuff comes afterwards. So by the end, you'll see, I have exactly enough money to pay everything I need to. Guess what? I got $175 to play around. Surplus. Yeah. So that's exactly what you have. When that's gone, you wait until you get a reinstatement of money. We find it's amazing. Um, I actually kind of like playing around with it, but it, if you get confused by something like that, um, there's a good resource called mapped out money. It's a YouTube channel yes. and a website. It's Nick and Hannah true. They also have a, the mapped out money podcast. We are fantastic. Humongous supporters. Yes. It is money specific, but that sounds kind of like that might sound a little bit boring. Like I don't want to listen to the thing about money. These guys make it interesting and they do branch off too. It's not all about spreadsheets and all this stuff. You actually get to know their life and stuff too. Yeah. It's a husband and wife team and they make uh, financial stuff extremely applicable. So how it's applied in their lives and you can kind of envision how it would apply in your life because I find financial like terms and um, information to be very confusing. You need a budget is extremely simple and it's easy for me to understand when I look at it. Uh, But once you start getting into like more complex financial stuff, they make it really easy to, um, to understand. Like they did a whole credit score episode and I learned so much cause I don't know anything. Obviously I know what you want it to ideally be. 
And there's a couple of things you can do to help make it better. But they broke down things like myths and things that actually work and stuff like that. But it's a very, very good podcast and resource um, YouTube channel. And they also do, um, he does like one-on-one coaching. Nick is the, is the husband and he, um, he does coaching and classes. And so he's got really good resources to help set you up for success. Yeah. We'll put some links in the show notes for that, but I highly recommend those guys. Yes. So that's the number one thing is be on the same page with actual numbers. Here's what we make. Here's how we want to spend it. And where you put your money is where your priorities are. Mm. That's really, really important. Mm -hmm. So like, also you want to talk about your view on money. So like kind of philosophy, if you will. Yeah. So, um, like what are your essentials? Um, what's the first thing you want to spend money on? Might be very different. Yeah. Yeah. One of you could say like the essentials are paying the bills and another person could say the essentials is, I'm going to go out and buy a new, like $200, $200 worth of clothing, you know, new clothing. Those are extremely different priorities. Um, And that's just an example. Um, But that's a very real example for some couples. And that is a very difficult thing to get on the same page with. And so it will take time. But verbalizing those essentials for us, Michael and I are like, look, here's our paycheck and the mortgage needs to be paid this time and the car payment and the water bill and the cell phone bill. Like we legit go through all those bills, all those non-negotiables that um, have to be paid to, you know, another company. And then he, he divvies up like gas and groceries and family needs and those things that yes, are still, um, non-negotiables, but the amount might flex a little bit, right? The, it might yeah, change a different. little bit. And so for us, priority wise, thankfully we are on the same, uh, page about what are our essentials. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all don't forget about retirement and, uh, planning for your kid's future. If you have that luxury, mm-hmm. um, we're hoping to do a little bit more of that in particular in the future, but Retirement's a must. It is very expensive to live. However, it's going to be more expensive to live later. So make sure you are making that compound interest work in your favor. Yeah. I literally say that as I'm like, I'm in between, uh, I've been working a new job for a while. I need to get my like IRA set up. (laughs) Totally not, no, not taking my own advice for the last couple months, but that's super, super important to do. Yeah. Cause it's like free money. Yeah. It's got to grow. Yeah. So you have your essentials. What's the first thing you spend money on? And then what are your essentials for life? Um, you know, if you don't have any school debt, um, amazing for you, we are going to be in that boat for a long time. Um, which is fine. It's a debt that we knew that we were going to have and it's our responsibility to pay it back. Uh, but you might be in a position where you can go on vacations or have, you know, you can have a lake house or you can have a boat or you can have a jet ski or something like an, an adult, like bigger, more expensive kind of toy, um, or luxury, but you just have to kind of decide together. What are those things that we value? Um, if you really value vacationing in the same place, something that's familiar and you both like the lake, then you might want to think about, saving money for 
doing a lake house one day, um, which could be a very real uh, possibility if you're both committed to making that happen. But, you know, deciding together on how you are going to conquer those, those, um, extra luxuries, those essentials for life, um, is really good. It's a really important conversation to have. Yep. And the biggest thing is just remember you're on the same team. Yeah. There's not a, she wants this. I want this. It's like, figure out a way to really, you know, compromise is beautiful, but in the end it's, you know, shared money. You are mm-hmm. one unit. So we should be striving to live in harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot, a lot of talk on money in the Bible, both old and new Testament mm-hmm. and people's views on money and like how they, how they basically worship it is a big deal. So just be, be checking your heart a little bit too. And, um, make sure that you're not valuing money above more important stuff like your relationship with the Lord and the family that is around you. Yeah. The last thing is kind of going back to our sunglasses story, no Mm. matter the amount or frequency or whatever, just be transparent. Yes. That's why we highly encourage the single bank account with dual logins or whatever, and just be be forthcoming, be forthright with your spending with your spouse because it can get dicey pretty fast. Yeah. It's money is hard to come by, but it's very easy to spend. (laughs) Very, very easy to spend. So it's, it is very important to be transparent. Um, It's, and the more, the, I, we've said this before on several episodes, but the more you're, you are diving into the word and and really cultivating your relationship with the Lord, the more that these things are going to become secondary issues, like the $42 sunglasses, like, you know, the argument was decently big and thankfully it didn't last that long. And the more that Michael and I are digging into the word and pursuing the Lord, the less intense those those conversations come and the more honest we are very quickly about everything. And, but that doesn't just happen like, Oh, just be honest with me. We're all selfish and we're all sinners and we are all going to (laughs) withhold some form of the truth at some point or another. And it's just, it's a work in progress. It's a daily dying to self and making sure that you're digging into the word so that your, your heart, like, so that Michael and I, our heart is in tune to what the Lord wants us to do with our money, not what we selfishly want to do with the money. And so that's a big reason why we are like a one bank account kind of family and we'll always be that way. Yep. So the challenge for you this week, and we do these challenges very specifically and purposefully and would love to hear any feedback that you have. Please don't turn the podcast off yet. Hang in there. Um, the pot, the challenge is, is to think about what your most recent argument was about money with your spouse. Talk about it, not don't drudge it up and say, you know, you did this and start pointing fingers and hang things over each other. Please don't do that. But, you know, just, Hey babe, the other week we had an argument about purchasing a switch, you know, like no, I, that, we were on the same page with that no, one. No, we were on the same page, but that could be a very real argument or like purchasing a purse. We'll use a purse. Yeah, that's like a better one. Your, your purse was a little bit expensive and it kind of, you know, shocked me. I would just love for us to 
you know, I'm not saying get rid of the purse, but maybe moving forward, we can talk about a strategy so that we can budget wisely and, and make sure that we are spending purposefully and intentionally, um, that also aligns biblically and being kind in that conversation. Um, if you have any lingering arguments that you're, that you're having about money, talk about them, be very gracious with your spouse, because like I said, at the beginning, intimacy and money. And I'm sure there's another one that are like the top reasons that people are divorcing. So it's a very, very real vulnerable thing. Um, I like when I earn money, I'm very proud of it. Uh, I feel like I'm contributing to the family and I'm very, very proud of that contribution. And so just be gracious with your spouse. Don't point fingers. Um, don't be afraid to, kind of peel back the onion, if you will. Why are we spending money this way? Why is it going so fast? Why are we not able to really sit down and do accomplish the goals that we want to? And it's a very, very good and meaningful conversation that we believe should be had. Yep. So that sums it up, guys. I want to leave you with a recap of the how to resolve part of it. Yes. A, set up a budget. Two, talk about how <laughs> to view money. And Charlie... <laughs> Be transparent and not sneaky. Sneaky. I can't even say that. Sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. So check it out, guys. Put those to the test next time. And uh, let's get on the same page with our money talk. And uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in every week. We love doing this stuff. We really do. you You don't keep going after 80 episodes if it's not also fun. Yes. So we do it because of you guys. We love the feedback. Y'all keep it up. See ya next Monday. Bye.